Welcome to Accounting High. Previously on Social Studies at Accounting High. I think it's really, really good for the human psyche to put out something you're really proud of and then you, in your YouTube analytics, you can pull up the, the graph of who's watching and when and when, uh -huh. it, when everybody checks out. You can see people falling off throughout the entire video. A normal YouTube retention rate on like a run-of-the-mill average YouTube video, you normally have like 20% of people watching at the end of the video. So you worked really hard on this thing. You think that everything that you said is really important. Well, then why is everybody checking out? So it's honestly, it's, it's a really good thing for the human psyche, I think, because we all assign a much higher level of importance to the things that we say and think and all of that than other people do. And at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how important you think it is if nobody else will listen. It programs you to frame things in a way where like people will actually pay attention because if nobody clicks the video to begin with, or if they click off after 20 seconds because your intro was just super boring, then it's like you didn't even need to bother making it in the first place. Grow, 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 grow marketing. It's Thursday. We gon' advertise and chat on Thursday. At Accounting High and Branding Talk is Thursday. And we gon' help you social post so you're in first place. It's time for social studies, accounting content hub, LinkedIn marketing, or X. So come join a social club. Is it Twitter? Is it X? Shit, now I can't keep up. So comment, follow, love. If you into social studies, it's time for social studies, accounting content hub, LinkedIn marketing, or X. So come join a social club. Is it Twitter? Is it X? Shit, now I can't keep up. So comment, follow, love. If you into social studies, Welcome back accounting high now it's time for social studies we'll teach you new creative ways to market old product move beyond basics with graphing stats some studs you love position like Laura Lynn and you'll learn it's not all luck oh wait now it all change SEO down IG up I see X meta TikTok hey LinkedIn Roman V up if you watch how they post you'll see it's all authentic and genuine grow a following and don't get held back by perfection be intentional online create content now that's hot strategy is key with social media and pods start slow pick up platforms stick to it and go post make a plan to engage with client watering holes create a focus brand be a lead online it's a digital world with the best roi now create your own ideal client persona let's go keyword accounting high and get ready to blow. it's time for social studies accounting content hub linkedin marketing or x so come join our social club is it twitter is it x shit now i can't keep up so comment follow love if you're into social studies it's time for social studies accounting content hub linkedin marketing or x so come join our social club is it twitter is Shit, now I can't keep up So comment, follow, love If you're into social studies Follow this show, stay in the know Thought lead online through networking Like, share, repost, subscribe YouTube, comment, engage, create, find your way Introducing the star of our show Jason Stats and Scott Scarano We're gonna have a problem here You have a podcast now too. You have a better mic. You've evolved as in the audio realm as as we've as we progressed these episodes here. Yeah. Tell me about this experience of doing a podcast. Uh, I didn't know anything about podcasting, so that's why I started one because I think that's how you learn. It's really interesting. I was in a, I think it was some sort of gusto 
thing. I was on a call with like Augusta marketing people with a bunch of other firm leaders and there was probably eight people there and they went around the table and they said, how do each of you learn and consume content right now? Went around the circle, podcast, 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 podcast. They came to me. I was like, video kept going podcast, podcast, podcast. I'm like, well, what did I just, what? Oh my gosh. What is this? What does this all mean? So I, there, like there was an element of like, I just got to learn how to do this. Like the world's big enough to where like, I think you can find your audience on any platform because there's just so many people out there. But I also listen to a ton of podcasts. So I kicked it off to like, just kind of like learn how podcasting works. I also kicked it off to have a thing that was outside the accounting space too. And, and like not explicitly be for accountants, but I just created it around like, what's my interest when I'm not doing accounting firm stuff? What's the thing that I enjoy? And I really enjoy all things automation. So kick that off is good excuse to spend more time with Chad Davis too, buddy of mine that runs a firm in Canada and just learn about podcasting and what that looks like and learn more about automation too. Like just going through the process of making that content, you know, I've learned so much more about the subject itself. Uh, but then just like, it's another way for me to create. So like it's evolved in a, you know, a bunch of different forms in the 20 to 30 episodes that we've done. So it's just kind of another, another outlet. You said earlier, like you're doing the audio, but not the video thing yet. It's actually really refreshing to just do the audio and only have to worry about like that one dimension of it. It's just, it's a, it's a totally different challenge though, because I can lean on a lot of things and mannerisms and all that stuff in video that you can't do in just audio. So like, it's a totally different storytelling challenge. So I, the reason I started it was like just to make myself a more well-rounded like person and how I can create stuff and engage with people. I'm, I'm very grateful that you have done that because I've leveled up my game and I've, it, it's inspired me listening to y'all's intros and everything. That's kind of how I finally decided I was going to change my intro. I, I put the school kids in the background and stuff yeah. and, and all that like uh, in this process i'm kind of learning from what paul's doing and what you guys are doing yeah. and i'm like trying to do that in my own way so it's very inspirational you know it's like in the past you would have thought oh yeah well he's just copying what they're doing but it's not you know like everybody does things in their own way you can kind of grab from all these different things and i'm sure you got a lot of inspiration on yours from the podcast you listen to yeah and you guys are doing it your own way and you're a hundred thousand percent unique and in the way that you're doing it and the way that you come across, but it's also familiar in a lot of ways too. Like when I'm listening, it's like good comedy and routines and it feels very natural, like the way you guys are doing it, even from the beginning too. Like you guys were, you guys are good friends too. So it's like you're laughing about stuff and it just seems like good conversation. So, you know, to kind of bring everything you've learned in the video process to the audio world and spice it up and enhance it in so many ways too. It's fun. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, I think that's why I'm loving it is, and this is kind of the format we've settled on it, Like if you've seen my videos, you know, I really enjoy like absurd things and that's almost even more possible in a podcast because like it doesn't have to work visually. It just has to work <laughs> like over audio. So like it's taken a bunch of forms and now what we've landed on is, uh, so now we're, We've almost finished recording season two. So we've, we've chunked it out into seasons. And season two is like the format we've landed on. And something I've always loved in like movies and fictions, just storytelling in general is world building. 
So like I love like 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 Lord of the Rings came out when I was in middle school. And the reason that blew my mind and was so cool was it's like it's this different universe. And so how all those things work together and how the world itself is developed is really cool. And like the stuff I read now, like that's what I most enjoy is like the world building, like creating that universe. And so now it's like this thing has gone from basic info on how to automate knowledge work stuff to now like this like fictional place that's being developed with each episode and you have these characters coming in now and we've got like professional voice actors coming in and doing this stuff and it's now this like scripted thing with its own kind of story arcs while still teaching you about automation yes. and how to, to do different stuff which like to me like our kind of guiding light is like is my wife going to listen to this from, be from from beginning to end? Who generally like wouldn't be the type of person that would get into automation stuff, and she loves it. It's super entertaining. Like, and she like pulls a few things out of it, you know, each week. So that's that's what we're kind of trying to balance. Is like, I super enjoy the comedy writing. I already do a lot of that, but like the world building while also like teaching you something useful. So we have that in common. Our wives listen to our podcasts, but I feel like that's part of my guiding light because she'll give it to me straight too. Like if something's any good or not, you know, she tells me. Or like, where did you or, stop listening? Like that's the really valuable yeah. thing because we've struggled mm -hmm. with what level of depth do you go into on automation stuff? Because it doesn't lend itself that well to an audio medium. It's easier on video because you can show them how to do this thing. So it's got to stay pretty high level. So like yep. at what point did we get too into the weeds where we needed to pull back and talk more just about the decision-making framework without like getting way into the meat of it. The other world that's my world is the Game of Thrones okay. world. It blows my mind, but that's the part of the storytelling. And we kind of had a conversation about this at ZeroCon. Like, you know, I was talking about a TV show, but in the same way, you know, it's all about the characters too and developing the characters in any, in any form of content or media or story. You know, you have to care about the characters because there's always going to be a character that you see as you or, or the one that you identify with most and everybody's different. So for everybody to be represented in a way, you know, like there's a lot of great shows and stories and worlds that are built, but they're built around the characters. And sometimes the world is the character, too. Yeah. So I think that you're, in your show, the automation town is a character yeah. in that town. That is, yeah. And you have to develop that character. You have to develop that set the scene and you guys have already been doing it you've been camping for a while now at least what i've listened to, and that's what i'm following like you know I, I try to listen to the rest of it too but it's just like yeah something else will come up or my mind will start thinking about something else but it's all about the story yeah. too like and that's that's what draws people in and that's what keeps them going yeah you got to think about how that world building will enhance the the purpose of whatever that thing is so in our case we would listen back to episodes and they were useful, but our favorite bits were the storytelling. So like mm -hmm. the second half of, of season two, like episode five through 10 or so is really heavy into story storytelling. So the meat of the episode where we're talking through a technical thing, it's happening when we're like stuck in a machine room and there's this thing going on and like it's, it's in the context of a story. Uh, so all of the learning now is happening like in the context of, some other story thing that's I've always been fascinated with the fact that something could be so fake and entertaining but be more real than anything else than any of the reality tv that's out there or anything you know you can have something that it's in a fantasy world but yet it feels more real than anything else on tv and that's kind of what i, I want this to be an entertainment 
world that I'm trying to create within the accounting world, but also educational that people can learn from. And, and I think you guys are doing that. Like that's, that's the main goal was to teach people and to be a better, you know, broadcast of what's out there, what's available out there. And I think, you know, that's kind of what I'm trying to do because there, there isn't anything out there right now. Blake's doing something very similar, like with earmark and you know, there's others, but there's new ways of learning. Mm-hmm. Now we can learn from the people that are actually doing it, not from the top down of the people that are teaching the six year old method. Yeah. Yeah. I like, Chad and I's thought on automation and knowledge work in general is the people that need help and need to engage with this stuff aren't no code enthusiasts. Like they're not, they're not the people that already think like devs. It's the people who don't identify as those types of people, like the, the people who just are too busy because the stuff's already at a point where it's like, it's not hard to set up. Like it's just a matter of taking 30 minutes to like stumble through that thing and figure it out. So for Mm -hmm. us, the motivation is accessibility. We need to make this as e- we need to make this go down as easy as possible because that's going to pull more people into it, not just the real like nerd enthusiast types of people. But yeah, I mean the 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 whole concept of the easier you can make it go down. I mean, comedians read us the news now. I mean, you look at from John Oliver to like that's that's how like the majority of that's how I get my news that's the only way I get my news yeah and they'll say like don't rely on us to read you the news but that's how people engage with it because it's the most entertaining way to do it so yeah it's a question of like how do you align your message and the purpose of that thing with people and I guess the way where it's going to go down the easiest well it's the sense of safety too in the in the viewer the listener is they feel safe listening to it because it is in a way for entertainment and they don't feel judged or, you know, they don't feel as much pressure to do something. It's a, it's fun. You know, that's, that's part of like my purpose, at least when I figured that out this year was I want to keep the, I don't want to be serious. Like I've never been serious in my whole life. I've always tried to have fun with everything or just put light spin on something that's supposed to be serious, put some comedy on it, put some, something that's, that's fun in there. So, you know, how, how do I do that in my life? Well, that's kind of like, I realize it's kind of what I'm already trying to do. You know, it's just a matter of framing it and branding it the right way and building it the right way with the right purpose, you know, and it's, it's never money with these things. You know, the people that build the greatest things and they're not doing it for monetary gain. Yeah. They're doing it for impact and to share what they know. Yeah, it's kind of like the goals thing. Like, you know, you go out and, you know, with a plan of building, building like this million dollar business or something like that. Like you're going to, you're going to cruise past all the stuff that matters, which is how do you make this compelling for people? How do you like connect with people and all that? Like that's, I think you, you focus on the wrong things. You're going to lose perspective of that, but it's like story building, you know, humor, stuff like that. Like you've got all of these tools you know, really interesting thing with podcasting is like designing that audio landscape. These are all tools to like make that podcast have a different vibe. You know, school is school is an extremely like emotionally raw thing for most people. So like people associate high school with like a really like impactful sort of thing. So like, you know, what are the sounds that you associate with that and the words like, you know, like the bell going off between classes and like the shuffling of like people going from class to class and like 
you know, your two two hundred level stuff versus four hundred level stuff. Like what a, you've like it is a school is a very like emotionally charged thing for most people, and that could be like that could be an interesting thing to get people to open up. You just gave me a lot of ideas, though. Like the shuffling between segments is, you know, that that's but, and that's that's another important point too because Blake hates this idea of counting high, and I realized the whole drive behind that is because he hated high school. <laughs> he had a horrible high school experience, and it took me a little while to, for him to, you know, finally that's that was the reason why he doesn't like it because most everybody they they like this idea they think it's fun you know it's but then i realized too like it, that emotional works both ways for somebody that had a terrible high school experience they're already going to disengage you know and, and not want to be part of this and i've heard people say oh i really prefer the idea of accounting you better and i always kind of took that stuff for face value but you got to look at it like you know maybe maybe one is more like foundational more more fun and the other one is you know you get to that higher level too more serious right more technical yeah yeah so it's and it's it's an evolution like i don't i don't really know like the suns was it worked for a time period that's the album right and then the next album is accounting higher the next album is accounting you like there's there's all mixtapes for me now i'm relating it to the rap thing and that's part of the entertainment too and again like a lot of that trailer that i've just or the previously on like a lot of my inspiration came from a lot of the that you said or at least validation inspiration and validation too like when you say you got to be comfortable putting some bad out and, and all of that like that's kind of how i've been looking at this because nobody's doing this i mean drew did it drew carrick did it like you know a few of those and he mm. did his own raps but otherwise you know i see maybe two guys on linkedin one guy doesn't even really do it anymore and one kind of does nobody really does this so you know why not like i, I felt like it's obvious to me you said like some of your ideas are so obvious like shooting fish in a barrel and nobody's doing it so you have to do it you almost feel compelled like this is something that you feel like you've you're calling right like you've got to do these videos because nobody else is doing it and it's such a good idea like now i'm trying to do that with the raps it's my passion though is music i live music has always been my life and so the podcast opened that door for me yeah because i started editing audio and then I started getting better mics. And then I started learning more about that process. Yeah, you got to make doing new stuff a habit because what's a bigger deal than that thing you're super focused on now is the thing that's going to be on the other side of it that you don't know about yet. So you may, yeah. you may think you enjoy rap and music and stuff like that, but maybe doing that is what opens the door to finding 10 other people that want to do that stuff and, you know, want a label or something like that. Like that's the cool thing is always the thing you can't see yet. And until you make change and doing new things a habit rather than the destination like you're never going to see what's on the other side of stuff like i got to shoot a commercial for zapier when we're done here i never would have thought i'd be like shooting like commercials for big companies when i first recorded uh, a two-minute loom about an accounting software thing like when i did that i was just like trying not to look super sweaty and was embarrassed about like the dumpy stuff that was in the background like I wasn't thinking about the 10 things that were next down the road. Right. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's kind of like, and that's why goals are dangerous too. Yeah. yeah. Because you could set the wrong goal. You yeah. know, which direction you're going in. They always say this about business and growing your firm and anything else. Like you have that loose definition, like de destination where you're going, let's say for me, like you're going to the West coast, but you don't know where on the West coast. You don't know the final destination. You just know which direction you're marching toward, you're driving toward. 
that's that's super important too in in all of this and and you just said that and it's like i just realized that the last three days i've talked to three different people that do want to do like some form of rap collaboration because they've been wanting to do this and they said they were inspired by what i was doing Mm -hmm. and i want to help them like anything i could do to help them because i don't know that much i'm still learning it's still very relatively early really early and i'm still pretty bad at it but it's like you know it's part of that is I know that I've done a fifth song that's actually really good, but I still got to finally release the first four. Yep. And I have I only released that one that, that I put on yours. Yeah, so. so the analogy is like, you've made that first Loom video that I made, right? Yeah. So how big was my net? Like how many people were I was I capturing with that audience at that time with that one stupid little video? Uh, as opposed to now, like, you know, the last video I did got like a thousand views in like the first four days and like it did really, really well. And it's like, all these people are watching this thing and it's really bizarre, but like you're meeting new people along the way and that's opening new doors. So it's like, it, it's, it's just about the habit of doing the new stuff. Like the, the more you dwell on like my vlog that's coming out this Sunday, like the more I dwell on that and how imperfect that is, the more it's going to keep me from doing it rather than just focusing on the habit of like, I can release a rap every two weeks or every month or something like that. Like that's like, that's what's going to get you there. And then like, yeah. that's when those next things like will kind of present themselves to you. So when we've talked about raps before, like, and like your first one you did, like I was shocked at how long and developed it was. So like that thing had been percolating for a long time. But if the, if the tripping point is publishing, then in my mind, the cure for that is like, publishing eight bars on TikTok every week or something like that. Like it's not making yeah. this big, perfect thing, right? It's like, it's the exercise of, of like the publishing itself like that. It's not even the creation of like, those are two totally different things, right? And how you package it and all that. Yeah. Like, and I get teased a lot, my wife and the people I work with, like that I'm just a robot, but like, I try to make it as like nuts and bolts as I can. And so like, like on the whole, like publishing every week, I'm like, Okay, if I got to write seven lines every single week, I'm going to have seven by the end of the week. Great. I'll publish, you know, I'll publish I'll publish that or or some other combination of seven or something like that. So I don't know. I just try to be really mechanical about the stuff that I do. What are the systems you can build for yourself every day that will get you to be the person that you want to be? Like you are designing your future you. So, I talk with my team about this a lot. Like who do you want to be in 12 months? None of the tasks that you're doing today should be the tasks that you're doing 12 months from now. So think backwards. So like look ahead to who you want that person to be and now think backwards like what are the things you need to do every day to get to that version of you that you want to be and that might change five times between now and then but tomorrow you're going to do all of the daily things that will like take you a little tiny step down that path right so like i just try to get real nuts and bolts concrete like think small like never thinking too far ahead i struggle with like staying in my lane of what I know really well and like like just like hammering on that one thing like I think if you think of all the people who are the best at what they do they're super super good at that specific thing and they just like they just hammer the heck out of it like that's how you get phenomenal at a single thing I feel like so like that was one of the things I was going to bring up today too I'm glad you did is like focusing on one thing because I do feel like it's hard for people like, like us in a way because we have these great ideas to do these other things and feel like 
in a way, I feel like I could do it. Like if I work hard at this, I can do that. But then all of a sudden, I didn't even work hard enough at the last thing that I was doing. You know, you, you had the launch, and then you learned a lot from that, turned that into Realize, and you've got your Twitter, and then you elevated to YouTube, and eventually that's going to turn into something else, but they all are part of that same thing too. So I think, you know, you do have that focus, but you can only grow one thing at a time. And we were, when I was talking about numbers, it's like, you know, you only have that one, and I talked about this on the first, our, you know, your first stats next, second episode, but like, you know, you can only grow one thing at a time. You can't grow your top line on your firm and grow your firm to be this greatest thing when you're trying to grow an audience too. Like I, I realized that when I'm trying to grow a podcast audience, I can't grow something, I can't grow two things at once effectively. Some people might be able to, I can't. You gotta focus on one thing at a time, I think. Yeah, it's a balancing act. And the more like those things are taking you in the same direction, the better. So like for me, like I do a weekly newsletter because that's another way of like finding people who are similar to me and excited about tech for accountants and stuff like that. And so like, that is like pushing me in the same direction as the videos I do around the same content and that sort of thing. So I have to be really careful to like try to align things so that they're pushing, you know, it in a direction because yeah, to your point, if you, you do too many things, then it's, you're not going to be great at any of those. I found it very hard to say no once opportunities present themselves and I have a hard time saying no to myself, saying no to my own ideas. Do you, do you ever try to filter your ideas to a degree or do you have a process that that helps that? Oh yeah, I've got I mean I've got shiny object big time. I've there's always different things where it's like, oh it'd be fun to do this or that. Like I built a SaaS app in, you know, 2021 and launched that and learned, yeah, I'm not actually going to enjoy the tech stuff because I don't want to be a product manager. I don't, yeah. I don't want to sit on calls with accountants every single day talking about what this product should look like. I, like I learned that that wasn't for me. For the very, very first thing I did in any sort of content was a weekly newsletter because I wanted to learn more about email marketing. Okay. So yeah, my initiatives are more focused on how do I get me myself to be the version of me that I want to be six months down the road by learning this new thing, like by understanding podcasting better, that sort of thing. And you know, you try to align that with something meaningful um, that's going to help other people. But it's a selfish thing, first and foremost, like I'm never going to go down a path that's going to take me to being a version of myself that I don't want to be. And there is benefits to like, you know, understanding podcasting puts making videos in perspective when because because when somebody comes to listen to a podcast, they're in a very different frame of mind, have a very different expectation than when they're sitting down to watch a video like if somebody's watching a video of mine on YouTube, I'm competing with Netflix, with Game of Thrones, with all of these other things, a very different level of attention than if somebody sits down and listens to a podcast. And like, what, what does that person expect to get from a podcast? So I think you learn from doing all of these different things, but like the guiding light is what version of myself do I want to be six months from now? And I'm honestly very quick to spin up a product project that will get me there. So like building SaaS app or something like that. But I'm also very quick to kill stuff. So like I've killed a lot of versions of things where like I'd gotten everything that I needed out of it. And I moved on to the next thing. Your link tree has one trunk, one set of roots. Your link tree is, is everything that, that's happening. It all builds to that one skeletal spine of, of your foundation, 
right? And as long as you know where that's going, then all the other stuff kind of feed from it and into it and it's part of it. Yeah, you kind of, you, you find your lane and, and try to build the things around that that like keep you, keep you personally growing in that direction. And it, the world around you sees all the stuff that you put out and you publish and all of that, but like they don't see like the purpose of doing all of that and the purpose of hiring a video editor and the purpose of hiring, you know, doing this and that is to learn like what goes into like delegating and scaling this one specific thing. And it's like, I don't know how to build a creative team. Like how do you build a team that can create creative that aligns with your vision of creative and your sense of humor? Like that's a, that's a thing I'd never had to do before. So like people see the stuff that gets published, but like uh, on the backside, it's more like, how do I like develop this new skill or, or this new kind of, superpower that I didn't have before that will enable all the other things that I do. Yeah. Building a creative team. That's a, we should get some creatives on here and talk about that. That's dope. I said, Oh, that's entirely different because you're, you're trying to take something that's developed out of your brain, get it out of there and other people to still execute and build on that too. Yep. That you trust that you trust the direction they're going in take the best of your ideas and the best of their ideas and put it together into something cohesive. Like that's a very hard challenge. Adam Lissagor, he would be one to, is that a, how to pronounce his name? Yeah. You mentioned him last time. He, he built a creative empire, a creative team. Yep. Yeah. So how do you, how do you uh, attract the like-minded people with a similar sense of humor and vision on, you know, the things that they enjoy? So how, how do you attract those people in the first place? How do you build systems around ensuring that, the stuff that you're producing aligns with people's expectation when they come to watch it. Like it's one thing to do all of that yourself, but like the unlock in everything that we do from running an accounting firm to anything else is how do you leverage yourself? You know, I tell my team, if you're moderately good at something, the best thing that you can do is make 10, 10, 10 more of yourself. That's that's You said this on your first episode. Yeah. That's, that's you said this. A single person can only ever, you know, lift so much. So, how do you lean into like leverage through tech and leverage through mentorship and and instilling what you're good at in other people? That's what provides you with more freedom and time to do the things that you want to do. That's what happened with me with the firm. I had to get out of the firm so I could do. Well, no, I I, I did the podcast in order to get out of the firm. And then it unlocked a lot of other things at that time. Yeah, people don't talk about how that's a prerequisite to growth. So you can't grow until you figure out how to stop doing all the things that you do today. So if you feel like you're running in quicksand and all that, and I think a lot of times feel like they're mentally growing and learning from other people and all these other things, but not really making that progress, it's because you haven't figured out a way to stop doing all the stuff that you're doing right now. So like growth is much more nuts and bolts, I think, than, mm -hmm. than people think about. But yeah, it's about how do I... How do I, you know, so if I started out editing all of my own videos, growth for me looks like, cool, how can I, how can I pull somebody else to do this even better than I can so that I can focus on the next thing? That's, that's growth for me right now with the podcast. Cause I, I modeling what my, what I did with the firm, I was doing everything and I was doing everything with this podcast. And it's like, I, I got to use my lessons learned from there and apply that to this now too. And yeah, it's providing that whole freedom uh, i mean it's I, I you know everybody talks about money and what money provides and i think it's different for everybody in a lot of ways but 
the two most common themes I find is freedom and time. Freedom and time, yeah. What about you? What does money provide for you? Oftentimes it means growth. So it means I can pull in other expertise so that personally I can grow into the next thing. And it's kind of this compounding thing. Like, you know, if somebody goes out and starts a podcast tomorrow and they say, well, I don't know how to find that person or I don't have the money to hire the podcast editor and all these things. It's like, yeah, those are all like skills to learn. Like those are all challenges that you have to overcome that a bunch of other people have overcome. And on the other side of that is going to be another set of challenges, but they're like a more valuable set of challenges. So for me, like, I don't know what money enables is I think is, is compounding. If you're reinvesting back in yourself, like, you know, the accountant community has been going for over two years and I haven't taken a dime out of that because all that's going back into the stuff that gets me out of the things that I'm doing and, and reinvesting back in that thing and getting me to be at a place where I want to be. And that more valuable version of yourself, like, it's way easier to do all that stuff the next time. And it's honestly, it's easier to make money and all those things. So it's like money for me enables, yeah, freedom and all of that. But at a certain point, like you're beyond a threshold of money where that really matters. So it's more about how can I enable like my next version of me and make other people better along the way. So pull in people that I enjoy and respect and, and do the same thing for them. So it's like leveraging using the money to leverage it's like debt like leveraging debt or leveraging you know this is i'm going to apply this here so that i can do more so that i can do this so i can grow it is that's a it's a real like i don't like how like inhuman of a way that is to frame it because <laughs> the most meaningful thing you can do right is create that opportunity for somebody else so like yeah. I try to like in my creative stuff, I try to find people that are kind of at an intersection of like going out and doing their own thing on the at the first time or, or something like that, where I can help enable that for them. So that conversation starts with like, where are you trying to get to? So like, you know, I pull in an offshore editor and it's like very nuts and bolts. Do you work in the Adobe suite? He's like, no, I use this other program because I've just got hardware limitations. And I'm like, well, let's work to a spot where like, you can get some dope hardware and use whatever system that you need. Like, how can I be the bridge to get you from where you are right now to that? So it is, it is leverage, but it's like, it's how do you go out and, and especially when people are hard to find, how do you, how do you be so compelling for them that it's like, Oh yeah, they're going to, they're going to work for you because you're genuinely going to be the best thing for them. That goes back to like the, so good, they can't ignore you thing too. Right? Like, you know, part in a way too. like there's, if you can be a guide for somebody else, then they can learn a lot more from that experience than they can just making money off of it too. There's, um, yeah. And oftentimes they see the value in that relationship and uh, you know, it goes on longer than maybe you originally thought it would. You know, we talked about legacy, like those are the small things you can do day to day too, that like ensure that like you're actually going to make a meaningful impact on people. Because it's a really freaking big responsibility to be people's bosses. Like yes. most people's worst life, ex I mean, a lot of their really awful life experiences stem from who they work for. It could be a fantastic company, but it's like, if you're on a team of four and you got a terrible manager, like, like it doesn't get much worse than that. So like that, that weight of responsibility, 
I don't know. It's, it's like all of these different things that you have to balance, right? Like how do you align where I want to get with all these other people and where they also want to get? And the perfect version of that is, is something where everyone's trying to get somewhere and all of those things for a time have an overlap where you're going to help everybody else. Like it's, it's all of these things, but that's kind of the challenge that I enjoy, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, you got to enjoy challenges to do what you're doing and to do as many things too. And you got to find happiness in all of it and to be able to have that impact and, you know, like focus on yourself first before you could even help anybody else. Put your mask on before you put your kids on, Mm -hmm. before you put your employees on, like, you know, the people that you want to have the impact for, you got to care for yourself first to be able to care for them. Yep. Of this. I'll give you this one final tidbit. We were at, uh, zero con and talking with somebody and they were like, I'm really liking your podcast, but you know, I, I do really don't like the Colin radio show thing. I really like, I really think you like, you got to drop that. And that was how the whole like narrative, like scripted, like world building stuff started was this like Colin radio show inside a show. And Chad and I were like over the moon about that. We're like, we absolutely love this. How do we keep doubling down on that? Like when we listen to the episode, that's the part we most look forward to. And that, that like since then that like took over the show. And so you go have this conversation with a person and they're like, yeah, no, I think it's pretty good. I just, you, you should just cut this one part. And that's how it's always going to be in anything in life in how your firm is positioned in the podcast that you make and anything like there's going to be people who are like, yeah, no, I don't like this part of it but there's also going to be people who are like rabid about it and i mean it's just like anything else you make something that's going to work for everybody it's not going to be compelling at the end of the day it's like where is that thing taking you like that's that's what matters the most uh and is it something that you can be super proud of definitely like i go like i ask people for about like you you absorb all of those things but the final version is never going to make all of those people happy right it's never going to like lean into every one of those bits of advice. But at the end, like, is it something that like you think is super rad? Like if you were on the other side of it, would you be pumped to listen to it? Like that's, that's like, I think the guiding light for me. I listen to my own raps and, <laughs> yeah. I, and I get, go, I get yeah. goosebumps sometimes too. I'm like, did I really write that line? Like, and, and that's just for me. I did it for me. This is my deliberate practice. Right. So I did one for, I did one for giraffe. They just bought ads and I wrote them a rap and that one came out in like two days. It like wrote, that was one of those that kind of wrote itself and I'll eventually release it. Like I've played it for people. I played it in the car during the zero con. We were like driving in an Uber and I played it for a few people. And it's like, that's, that's why I do it because I want something that I could be proud of that. I could look back and be on the other side of it and be like, I wish I wrote that. And so it, it, like I told you, I wrote one for my daughter for her quinceanera. We oh, wow. did this big party. I had nothing. I just paid the bill. I didn't really plan the party. I didn't do anything. But my one contribution was, and my gift to her was the song. And my wife cried. She cried. My parents didn't like some of the lyrics. They didn't like some of the stuff I shared. <laughs> but they, I know that deep down, they, they like it too, right? Like, And it's like, you know, the, I, I performed something for the first time in front of people. And that was hard for me. You know, I still had my phone in front of me kind of reading the lyrics because I just wrote it a couple days before. Yeah. But that was those are the that's the kind of reason like that's that's the kind of thing that like I'm bridging all of these different parts of my life into one thing that I could enjoy doing, and that's and it's not 
just about me or the attention or anything else but it but it is right like you know part of all that is building to who you want to be and, and who you've always what have you always wanted to do uh-huh. and applying that to what you know so i mean especially if that's a, a way like especially if that's a way for you to communicate things that are otherwise hard to communicate oh yeah i said things in there that i never said to her or to anybody else yeah. but I, I was able to say it in a song yeah and then it sparked more conversation later too so that's cool that's cool yeah and I'm sure you know you're finding that too, you know, in ways, in your creative ways of saying things that you could that you could not say in other ways or share. Be more vulnerable in the creative world than you can be because it's almost like you. I don't know if it's if it's you're putting on this other persona or or you feel like somebody else saying it. But I've heard that. I've heard other people say that in in ways where that's they're like they feel like it's a medium. Yep, it goes it goes down easier. Like it's all yeah, you package it in a way where people are going to be more likely to be receptive to it. Cool. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, and enjoy your dinner and your time with the beach with the kids. This is what we do this all for, right? To be able to do that, like, um, yeah, super. Like so much of this is like such a privileged conversation to even have. Like it, it really is. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm privileged to be able to chat with you again, and I I thank you for. Uh, for coming on again until next time until our next stat snacks be good yeah thanks for having me man this was fun stay safe grow 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 marketing it's thursday we gonna advertise and chat on thursday at accounting high and branding talk is thursday and we gonna help you social post so you're in first place it's time for social studies accounting content hub linkedin marketing or x so come join our social club is it twitter is it x shit now i can't keep up so comment follow love if you into social studies it's time for social studies accounting content hub linkedin marketing or x so come join our social club is it twitter is it x shit now i can't keep up so comment follow love if you into social studies Welcome back, Accounting High. Now it's time for social studies. We'll teach you new creative ways to market old products. Move beyond basics with graph and stats. Some studs you love. Position like Laura Lynn and you'll learn it's not all luck. Oh, wait, now it all changed. SEO down, IG up. I see X, Meta, TikTok, hey, LinkedIn, Roman V up. If you watch how they post, you'll see it's all authentic and genuine. Grow a following and don't get held back by perfection. Be intentional online. Create content. Now that's hot. Strategy is key with social media and pods. Start slow. Pick up platforms. Stick to it and go post make a plan to engage with client watering holes create a focus brand be a lead online it's a digital world with the best roi now create your own ideal client persona let's go keyword accounting high and get ready to blow. it's time for social studies accounting content hub linkedin marketing or x so come join our social club is it twitter is it x shit now i can't keep up so comment follow love if you're into social studies it's time for social studies accounting content hub linkedin marketing or x so come join our social club is it twitter is it Shit, now I can't keep up. So comment, follow, love if you're into social studies. Follow this show, stay in the know. Thought lead online through networking. Like, share, repost, subscribe, YouTube, comment, engage, create, find your way.